This is Pursuing Wholeness. I want to apologize. I want to apologize. Literally every every podcast we have starts that way. Shooby dooby doo 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 doo. So you see that Veronica is like a aspiring with some somebody who must have aspired to be like a jazz singer, you know, or or something like that, you know, in the past. I don't know. I I um. I have often thought that I would have loved to be a singer and a dancer, but the Lord didn't bless me with either of those abilities. <laughs> so I think because he knew that if I had them, then I would have been a problem. So he didn't allow me to have those gifts, but it's all good. He gave me my own gifts, and so I'll, I'll appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So... But anyhow, I guess I was supposed to say welcome to the Pursuing Wholeness podcast, everybody. So glad to have you on this weekend. Uh, we're recording on Sunday, but it's not because of any problems or anything. Um, I don't know. Oh, we went up to Atlanta to help my folks out with some stuff. So we got back late and weren't able to record a podcast. So here we are on Sunday and um, had a good day today. I... um. I don't really feel like I have a lot to show for it, but... You got your little casserole, you know, the one that we made for dinner, the one we put in the freezer. Yeah, the little spaghetti casserole or whatever you want to call it. We got that. So, um, I could be proud. Yeah, we did. Um, this time, Sean had this idea that we need to start making meals that we can make double and then put one, one, start one um, I guess, iteration of it. <laughs> I can't think of a simpler term put one of them in the freezer and eat one um and so that way we'll have a meal for another time so we say we'll do that for a few weeks and just kind of store up a few meals in the freezer um so we'll have them and you know it's as if we ever don't feel like cooking or um, don't have time to really like think through cooking we can just take one of those out the freezer let it defrost a little bit and pop it in the oven when it's time so um that's what we're doing. That's one of the little things that we're doing here in the McClendon household mm-hmm. to try to um, make things a little easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess I could say that. Made two dinners today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also made some breakfast that I don't know what was wrong with that salmon, but or salmon as some people say. But um, mm-hmm. I was disappointed because I actually had made double oh, to yeah. try to yeah, like eat throughout the week. and. Yeah. Yeah, you made a lot of salmon patties, and um, something was wrong with with one of the cans, and it was we like just it was a little bit, just a teeny bit fishier than than normal. I I couldn't tell at first. I mean, usually, of course, I'm gonna be the last one to be able to tell because my wife and, and my older daughter both have like bionic tongues and noses and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was like, "No, nah, this is it's good, man." You know. Then after after I finished eating, then all of a sudden it's like there's a lingering fishiness in my mouth it's like 
Yeah, something something is a little bit different about this. I don't know what it was, but I should have known better from the beginning. But anyway, so so much for the plan to make enough breakfast to last for a couple of days. So we're gonna have to figure something out tomorrow. But mm-hmm. it's all good. Be yawning in the microphone. You tired? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Now it's like past ten. Yeah, so we gotta wake up. We don't want to put y'all to sleep. But um. So here we are. Um, we kind of wanted to pick up where we left off last week. I mean, it won't be exactly picking up, but kind of move with that same concept of us shaping the culture instead of having the culture shape us. And I just think it's so important as people who um, believe in God and who have, um, I guess, a certain, like we, we receive the teachings that, that are in the Bible that Jesus taught and they are life changing teachings. Like they will literally change your life and make it better if we apply them. And we have that, um, that knowledge and that awareness. And so why aren't we putting it out in the world? Mm-hmm. Like with a, 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 like just real hard, just really putting it out into the world. And allowing the world to be shaped by what we know, this insight that we have, instead of us being shaped by the world's way of doing things, which often leaves us tired, stressed, unhealthy, overworked, and just not the best version of ourselves. And and one reason for that is that we often are copying other people. It's like, that's what our society teaches us. It's like, these are people that you want to be like. So try to model your life after these people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Instead mm -hmm. of us saying, I have something beautiful to bring to this world. So I'm going to bring it and I'm going to allow the people and the, the circumstances around me to be shaped Mm -hmm. by me instead of me being shaped by what's going on around me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think part of the reason I don't know if I interrupted you if I did sorry but, oh, you, um, you know it's like you saying that I think that again I think that part part of the reason that it's like that for those of us who are um, followers of Christ is maybe just maybe we're kind of used to we're not necessarily used to seeing the fact that we follow Christ is kind of like a central mm, mm-hmm. part of our lives. It's right. kind of like a, kind of like an accessory or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, um, you know, and so therefore it is kind of, you know, it's just like how we might have like a, I don't know, we go to a certain grocery store, you know, that's part of our routine. We go to church as part of our routine, you know, and, all these other things that we kind of do. So it's kind of more like a checkbox rather than kind of like the central part of like who we are. Right. You know, I kind of think about, um, you know, the Bible talks about when Jesus, um, you know, chose his 12 and, um, you know, he was kind of like telling them to come and follow him. He essentially like, um, I mean, they left everything, they left everything and followed him. So it's like, you better believe that them following him was like really, really, I mean, it was some like pretty much the main stuff that they were doing. 
Mm-hmm. At least in large part. I mean, I'm sure they went home to their families and all this kind of stuff, but they were literally following Jesus around all the time and helping and all this kind of stuff. So it was very much a central part of their their lives, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think that um, we, like you said, we we treat our faith as like a tangential part of our lives. It's something that's there, but it's not like, like you don't you might not necessarily be able to tell I'm a Christian by mm-hmm. you know it, it, it you might hear you might see oh they're a good person or they don't get involved in a lot of things we get involved with but it's still something that's not like shaping your life on a daily basis and um I think if we really grabbed on to what it means to be a, a follower of Christ and we really like embodied that that in our daily lives, we would we would see the world change around us in ways that would just be amazing to us. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, if you really think about some of the principles and teachings of Jesus, it's it's just it's definitely life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way we approach things. I think even like this is something I know it's a little bit controversial, even though it's not overtly controversial. I think it's like an underlying controversy. The whole idea of Sabbath, you know, like where in the Bible, God talks about taking the Sabbath and keeping it holy and and how we should observe it not working and things like that. But for some reason, we really fight against that, especially as Christians. We think, well, we don't have to keep the Sabbath because Jesus came and he he died. So we don't have to keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But even in the Bible, Jesus talked about how the Sabbath is not something to like control you and steal your joy is supposed to be a blessing to you. And so we have, we're reluctant to participate, but it's something that God put in place to be a blessing to us, to tell us that there's a time and a place where you stop striving, you stop working and you completely rest in God and just learn how to be. Mm -hmm. And in our society, it's just so much go, 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 Work, 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 grind, grind, grind. Even if you're a believer, even if you're a Christian, that's still taught. Like you don't stop. You keep working. You you're you're constantly, you know, we're constantly on social media checking our statuses and checking to see who liked and commented and we're commenting on other things. And you don't necessarily see Christians just saying, Oh, I'm taking a step back and I'm I'm recharging on this regular basis. But like, what about that was the example we set, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into theology about whether it has to be on Saturday from sun up to sundown, you know, or sundown to sun up. I'm not going to get into all that, but I do think what about if everybody took a 24 hour period of time every week to just wind down, turn the screens off, don't do any work go outside, enjoy nature, don't worry about cooking, just have everything already done. Like I <laughs> I know personally I'm always like longing for. I remember um a friend of mine, she um kept Sabbath on Saturday and like Friday evening it shut down. She shut it all down. There was no a lot of stuff was just off and she chilled. From sundown Friday all the way to sundown on Saturday. And, like, I would 
I, I mean, I just like she would be. She would work hard on Friday to make sure that everything was prepared on for Saturday. And I just thought it just seemed so nice to like have a, a close to your week mm-hmm. that everything shuts down and you got to get everything done. And if you don't get it done, that's just on you. But you don't keep trying to work and get it done. You just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something about that is refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you saying that it kind of made me think about um, <clears throat> kind of make me think about you know the fl- the fact that I still have a flip phone, mm-hmm. specifically because I know one thing. You know that a lot of people have asked me when they see my phone is like, how do you, like, how do you do that? How do how do you you know what about like your, your email and this and that and all that kind of stuff? You know, and so the thought is. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not hating on you if you have a smartphone. Like, not at all. I just choose not to get one. But, it be you know, but people ask me, like, how, well, of course, it'd be like, how are you, how are you a millennial? <laughs> how are you a millennial when you say you got a smartphone? And an engineer. Right, and that. an engineer, you know, a tech uh, profession. But then, two, you know, like, how do you even deal with, like, not being able to have access to these things? You know, and so the thought is from the standpoint of the thought is from the standpoint of one who who's this is what they're used to. But see, the thing the thing with me is that I've never even gotten used to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, all of us had if you have a cell phone, you know, you had a you probably had a flip phone before. But like literally, I just never got used to it. So it's like I'm able to also knowing that. When I use my laptop, I have access to the social media and the email and knowing about all the notifications and stuff. It's like that's the reason why I actually want some of the reason why I choose not to get a smartphone, because I know that what I have is like some semblance of rest, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even connecting that to what you were saying about taking the Sabbath. You know, it's like I think we think about it a lot from we would think about it a lot in society Christians as well, you know, from a standpoint of like, like, how do you do that? It's like with all the stuff you got to do, then you got a whole day where you're not doing nothing toward that, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time though, it's like, of course you're going to think, you're going to think like that if you're more so thinking about what you have to do. But I think you have to think more about what you have to gain from it. And how, and who you are. Do we, do we take the time to think about who we are? Instead of what we have to do, just kind of be and, and and just feel what it feels like to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Time just to kind of like pretty much just exist and look at the world around you and not just kind of, just kind of, you know, whiz like uh, through life, you know, and everything's a blur around you. And you don't, I mean, you can't, as they say, stop and smell the roses, you know, maybe not spend, you know, you it's a day when you can spend time with your family. You know, it's a day when you can, um, I don't know, enjoy it. Just enjoy something. You Maybe know, because, write if you're a writer mm-hmm. creatively, not like for professional. If you write an right, article, right, right. exactly, you're being exactly, work, but. exactly. Play it. You know, <laughs> play an instrument, draw, <clears throat> just take a walk. You know, call a friend or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, exactly, exactly. We kind of still we get we're so caught up in this culture of hustle, 
you know, and grind and get money and all this kind of stuff that we don't understand that that kind of, you know, that as we focus on all that stuff, it's like we really are kind of like messing ourselves up. I think that we, of course, obviously, you know, we're very busy and then we kind of end up kind of like, you know, damaging uh, physical and mental health and all that kind of stuff. But then we still, for some reason, like if I slow down, then I'm just not, I don't know, maybe I'm not, I'm just not really, I'm not hard enough or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, we're not in tune with ourselves. Cause it's like our bodies are telling us slow down. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore, but we still keep going. And I, and I think as Christians, we have to see why, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Is it because we trust ourselves too much? We have too much stock in like mm, our ability point. to control things. So I think about, um, I forget. I, I remember, us having this conversation a few days ago where it just we're just like, man, it's just so much to do. I just feel like feel like I got so much and there's just not enough time. And then I just thought like is that God's will? Like is that what God had in mind for us today? To like feel like we got so much to do but not enough time? So is the problem that we have too much to do or is the problem that we take we've taken on too much? And that perhaps if we let some stuff go and really ask God, what is it that you would have me to work on? Because I think that we tend to like, it's like we constantly do it. I know I have been in a cycle where I will take things off my plate because I'm overworked. And then it's the, you know, new things are added. And I just feel like maybe I need to take some time and think, okay, were the new things added because I allowed them to be added or did God tell me that he wanted me to add them? Mm-hmm. And that perhaps if I took a more or an approach that was more reliant on God in deciding what things I put my hands to, then maybe I won't feel that stress and overwork. And I, I'm speaking to myself right now because I'm just like, I feel like I'm getting to where I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel this sense that I'm getting closer and that I'm getting it, I'm getting it. But then I still feel like I don't have enough time to do it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's something else on my plate that um, has to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can't let these things go. Cause we feel like if I let this go, I'm going to either let somebody down or somebody's going to think I'm not, I'm not capable enough or somebody's going to think this and that. And it's usually, Based on upon based upon what we think somebody else is gonna think about us, mm-hmm. if but if God is telling us to get rid of it, we just need to sometimes be okay with hurting people's feelings or disappointing people, and let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it's like that's a thing you mentioning God. Like we, I guess the thing that we have to remember is that it, you know it's all about Him. Mm-hmm. It really is all about him. Mm-hmm. We keep, I guess whenever we kind of keep on getting caught up in work and this and that, it's like, it's cause we're making it all about us mm-hmm. and our work. And so therefore we go through life and, and, you know, and it's all a blur, but then we just, kinda, we never really get a chance to stop and think like, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. Why, why, why do I, why do I exist? Why am I even here? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I even here? It's like, I'm doing all this when I think about it, human stuff, human created stuff, but like, why, why do I have existence? You know, 
And according to what the Bible says, we were created, you know, to worship God. You know, you know, of course, everybody does not. You know, it's like everybody's worshiping something or some things. But we we're actually created for him, for his usage, his usage, you know. And so. We're not we're making it. We're not really thinking about the fact that we're here because of him rather than because of us you know gosh there was something that you said that i, I wanted to um i kind of want to go off of um well it'll come back at some point but yeah it's like we're not we're not really even here for ourselves we're, we're here because he has us here and, and because mm-hmm. of certain things that he has created us for you know, it's like if you if you were like a toy maker or something like that, you know, and, you know, a toy, you made like some sort of figurine or whatever that was being used. I don't know. As like, I don't know, as like a doorstop or something like that, you know, and it's not really serving its purpose. So it's not even doing that well. You think you think you're doing good, but you really you're really struggling because you're not doing what you were like really created for. Yeah, and it is not slavery because I think sometimes when we think of ourselves as being created for God, we think it's like a chore. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's a blessing to be Mm -hmm. able to do what you created to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, I can't say that I've hit the nail on the head, but I'm starting to get a greater sense of what I feel like I'm created to do. And it's like I feel that enthusiasm and joy for it in a way that I might not feel for other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember what I was about to say. It's, um, you know, Jesus said, you know, come all you who are heavy laden, you know, and, and, and tired and I'll give you rest. You mm-hmm. know, my, my yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. My burden is light, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of what we carry, a lot of us in society are carrying these huge, heavy burdens of our own choosing, you know, mm-hmm. whether we realize that or not. And so when we're talking about shaping culture versus being shaped by culture, the culture is one where you carry a lot by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even. Yeah. We're very individualistic. Whereas right. in, in the past or in other cultures, it was very, um, uh, cooperative where everybody kind of worked together and, and there was no, like, I, I know there was somebody was saying that someone was ill and they were sick and they they um they have to work through their illness in order to pay their bills. And I just thought, my Lord, why? Why is it? I mean, of course, like as a society, that shouldn't be the case. We, You know, the richest country in the world or one of the richest countries in the world shouldn't have it be that if someone is is is, um you know, very sick you know, it's something like cancer that they should have to work to mm-hmm. pay their bills. Like we should, we should just step up and help that person. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I, I'm not necessarily as responsible for the United States of America as I am for, you know, working as a Christian. And I feel like as Christians, as the body of Christ, we shouldn't let one of our people have to work through an illness. They should be surrounded by people who will bear them up and support them through this time so that they can focus on recovering and getting well. Mm-hmm. And I just think we, we've we become so accustomed to 
you're on your own kid you know you got to take care of yourself that I, I don't know I guess like I just feel like why are we even there why are we at a place where people are expected to just take care of themselves even if they're very weak and in a place where they're really not in the best position to take care of themselves and it's like we just have that individualist like if it's gonna happen it has to be me Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we just, we got to get out of that. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it's very unfortunate that we're, we're used to that. That's just our, that's our default mode here. Mm-hmm. It's our default. You know, the thing, the thing is, man, you know, I was kind of thinking as you were saying that stuff, I was thinking about, um, you know, a lot of times we have, this whole, you know, you're on your own, you know, you know, Hey, um, you, you good, you good. You need, you know, maybe I won't say necessarily that we don't mean like when we say, you know, you need help or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me know if you need help. You know, I think, I do think sometimes when we say that, you know, it's just like whenever we say, how you doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not, it's really not necessarily inviting kind of like a, how you doing for real, for real? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's more of a, just a customary greeting. Right. And if somebody goes a little deeper, it might be, you know, <laughs> it might kind of start looking side to side. Like, uh, you know, you're not, that's not, that's not what I was looking for. You know, you're supposed to get a short answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, the thought I, I was having was about, um, you know, um, the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trusting the Lord with all your heart. Is that what I'm thinking about? No, 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 not that. Uh, Matthew... Is it Matthew six? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you know, so like literally, literally, God says, or Jesus was saying, don't worry about any, essentially, any of the things that you need. Don't mm-hmm. worry about any of the things that you need. And this goes back to what we talked about last podcast, I guess. You know, like literally, you know. So when we're kind of like maybe not necessarily kind of helping like our brothers and sisters, like really kind of getting in there really getting in there and and holding them up and all that kind of stuff you know i'm sure that at least part of it could be you know we're like man well i really i got you know i got my own stuff to deal with Mm -hmm. and all that you know how in the world can i and lord knows it's like as i'm saying that this i i feel it you know how in the world can i do xyz and i don't even you know i got my own you know kid wife and kids and all this kind of stuff, you know, but like literally you, we already know, we, we know that that's kingdom work. Right. We know it's kingdom work and we know as part of the kingdom, you know, God says, don't worry about anything that you need. Don't worry about anything you need. Just seek first my kingdom and everything else will come after that, you know? And so literally it becomes a question of faith. Like, where is your faith really? You know what I mean? Like, is right. is your faith really in God? Because if you believe that he was really going to supply your needs, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to worry about whether or not you're going to have enough for yourself. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Because, like, you're doing kingdom work. The Bible says that, you know, it talks about how God owns everything. Mm-hmm. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So when you're a part of 
the kingdom of God, you have access to everything in the kingdom. You also are a, a steward, a distributor within right. the kingdom. Right. And I think that's the way it works. I mean, I'm not saying that God can't work other ways, but right. I feel like it's, it's, that works when everybody has this overflowing giving mindset where it's kind of like, you know, you, you're constantly pouring in. And if everybody is constantly pouring in, then when you need something, there's plenty in there for you to pull out. Mm-hmm. But it's like we have this, we got to call the committee and we got to like really like decide what we're going to do for this person. But if it's like a just this constant like, you know, I got extra, I got extra, I'm giving it, I'm giving it. Then when people need, then it's still going to be full. Like it's, it's just like if everybody you know, somehow had like a gallon of water and it's just customary that anytime you have a gallon, you pour a half gallon into this, this bucket. It's just, you always do that. Cause you only need half a gallon. So you pour the other half in a bucket. Mm-hmm. If everybody is doing that, when somebody else running short and they need to go grab an extra half gallon from here, it's going to be there mm-hmm. because everybody's not going to need the same thing at the same time. But if everybody is pouring what they have into it, it'll be available. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we have gotten out of this abundance mindset and we're in like a poverty scarcity mindset where we're looking at, well, I don't want to give too much because then I won't have anything. And and we, it's like an accepted thing. Like we're just like, well, you know, you don't want to give too much or you want to make sure you save some for later. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I don't necessarily see that taught in the Bible mm-hmm. that you always, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some element of that. I think, um, actually, I don't know. Maybe like when I think about the woman, the Shunammite woman, I think who, um, was starving and she just had a little oil left and, um, so she was pouring all them buckets of oil, but then she I think she sold it all and right. She baked the cake for the prophet first, mm-hmm. and then um and then he instructed her to go ahead and get the I guess pour the stuff for the jars and get lots of jars and all that stuff. And she had plenty of oil that she could sell, mm-hmm. and then get money that help her take care of her for debts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily that she was just getting oil just to save, but she was getting it and selling it so that she can pay off her obligations. And I guess that's the one of those miraculous ways that the kingdom works. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to to know that that happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I believe it does. Mm-hmm. But then it also, like, we were talking with a lady from my church the other day, and she was saying how, um, she was like, in the old days, you know, you, you be in need and somebody show up at your door and say, I, I just felt led to give you something. And it'll be the exact thing that you need. And, and I've read about that in books, mm-hmm. you know, places, you know, like people of great faith and how this happened. And this is just a lady at our church who said that she remembers when it used to happen, you know, where people just come and bless you with things and it'd be the exact thing that you're in need of. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a mixture of, um, of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. physical and in um supernatural mm-hmm. because it's like God supernaturally placed something on someone's heart and they fulfilled that need in a very tangible way. It didn't like fall from heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's like God told you know, he's like, You got some extra flour, go take her some flour. You know, and um mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm trying to think 
Oh, it was like some lady you told me about who really wanted some zucchini bread. Oh, yeah, Joyce Meyer. Yeah, Joyce Meyer, some lady. But, mm-hmm. yeah, she really wanted zucchini bread, and somebody brought her zucchinis. Even when it wasn't, like, someone who, like, was in poverty. It's someone who could have got her own zucchinis. But God just blessed us like that sometimes. Right, yeah. She, she, she literally had, she said she had a taste for zucchini bread. But God, in this time of her life, was telling her that he only wanted her to ask for more of him. Mm. Like, don't ask for anything else. You just pray for more of me. And so she was, and she had that taste. So she was like, she just more so kind of had to ignore her. But then somebody showed up at her front door with a fresh, warm loaf. Oh, yeah. So they brought the zucchini bread. Yeah, the actual zucchini bread. And so, you know, it's like, you know, through through the kingdom, it was somehow laid on somebody else's heart to provide that. I, I, I definitely believe that that happened. Just like I even remember, for some reason, it's like I can't quite get the thought solidified, but I know so, those kind of things happen when I was a younger person, like with my parents and stuff. Like whenever, you know, my parents, we were all, you know, starting the church down there in South Georgia. And, and um, you know, various times when, People would show up, you know, maybe with with money or, you know, this and that, you know, and, um, you know, and stuff stuff worked out, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like literally like my 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 dad and my mom, you know, doing the work of the kingdom, you know, along with everybody else who was down there, a, a part of the, 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 the group as well. And like, you know, provisions, provisions were made and they didn't always it wasn't like you knew where things were going to come from all the time. Mm, mm. But like, this is a part of the kingdom. It's like, again, it's remembering that, of course, not only is the church there, but like God, you know, God, God is the king of the kingdom and he owns, right. he owns everything. So he, mm. he's going to make sure, you know, it can be through, it can be through, you know, Ruth, Ruth May, you know, mm-hmm. Ruth and May from the church, you know, or it could be, I don't know, something, seemingly totally random or yeah, whatever quail like dropped some bag of money <laughs> right accident it just picked it up you know somewhere and then dropped it on your porch because it was too heavy mm-hmm. you know right right exactly <laughs> it just randomly dropped it right there yeah know? and you know um i um i have my own testimonies i you actually do? have a notebook that i was writing some of these things down but one of them i just remember i um i had applied for a scholarship um, at one point when I was in college, I applied for the scholarship and I actually got a letter that said, thank you for your application, but we met and we decided that you were not awarded a scholarship. So that was that. And next semester I needed money to pay my tuition. There was like a, a gap where I didn't, something didn't get covered. And I called my parents and they're like, we just don't have it. Um, my mom's like, you gotta have to just pray. Because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. this time we don't have it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, what in the world? But don't you know, I went to go check my mail. And I had a check in the mail for $1,800. And it was from the same people who had rejected me for the scholarship. They mm-hmm. were like, uh, somebody wasn't able to accept the scholarship. So we um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> giving it to you. I mean, it was just, I had gotten a rejection letter. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if I had gotten it that time that I I had applied for it, I would have probably bought something random because I didn't need it. It would have just been extra money. Mm-hmm. But the time that I actually needed it, that check came in the mail, and it was exactly what I needed. I took that thing to the registrar's office, 
and got my tuition paid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that is an example of God providing at just the right time. Because, I mean, like, I got a rejection letter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was a scholarship I forgot about. Mm-hmm. I got a letter. That child was closed. Mm-hmm. They sent mm-hmm. me that check. They put my little picture in whatever publication. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an ugly that's picture, too. I had to go run and get some picture. I ain't had no money. It was ugly. It was ugly. But oh, it was. Like, my mom was like, why did you put us? I had no other <laughs> picture. But anyway, I, who cares? You know, mm-hmm. if y'all find that picture, then oh, well. It's just a testimony. It's a testimony it <laughs> of where I've come from. Yeah, that's the cool thing about the kingdom of God is like, you don't have to have it. You know, you don't have to have it in your personal possession, mm-hmm. but it's almost like you already have it because if you, if you are in God, in Christ, then the Bible is very clear. You have access to that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, again, in culture, the emphasis is on, you got to have it. You got to have well, it you all. You got to be able to produce it. Right. You got to be able to produce it of your own self, you know, to, to amass it, your, you know, yourself. But like in the kingdom, it's like you might have possession of it and you might not. But it's like you don't have to you don't have to strive after it. You know, it's like, you know, it's there. You have access to it. But mm-hmm. it's it, again, it's a matter of, of faith. And so if we know that we have access to these things, if we know we have access to these things, then why would we not be givers? Why would we not be willing to kind of give away what what we have? Mm hmm. You know, because you're not really giving anything away. You just kind of, you know, you just kind of, you know, you pass it on to somebody else who needs it. And and and, and as you need, just like with you with that uh, tuition money or whatever, you know, you needed it. And then, you know, there came it was. Back. It came. The exact amount came. Mm-hmm. What I needed came. I mean, that happened. Um, I think last time I talked about my French trip where mm-hmm. I got the exact amount <laughs> that I needed for that trip. And it's, I mean, is that, I had like, I don't know, tens of 20, 10 or 20 people give me money and all their money added up to be exactly what I needed. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like, okay, so what, why are we, why are we concerned about this and that? Like, like, let's have that boldness where it's just like, if I need it, it's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to even like be like, oh Lord. Just have that expectation that if I need it, it's coming. Mm. And I, I do believe that. I mean, because, you know, we've been very blessed to have all of our needs met. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I just believe they'll continue that way. And if we, like, the peace that you can have when you don't think, I got to I gotta work, I got to figure out, I got to see who I, how, how can I rob Peter to pay Paul? Like, if you have that, I don't have to worry about it. Like mm-hmm. the years that would be added to your life mm-hmm. and the, the, the health that you will have, the joy, like how much joy do we lose trying to figure it out on our own? Yeah. That's real faith. That's real faith. It, when, it, when we can get to where we have, you know, like that faith that, you know, really like brings the, the peace, you know, where you can like really be just fully confident. It kind of reminds me of that song, that William Murphy song, where they say, I will remain confident in this. I'll see the goodness of the Lord. You know, just kind of like, you know, I'm, I am absolutely confident. So I ain't worried about nothing. 
I know I'm going to see God's goodness. I know that he's going to take care of me. I have no shadow of a doubt in my mind. So, you know, I don't see it, but I know that it's just a matter of time, period. Mm-hmm. That That is all. That is all. That is all. And, like, if we can have that attitude and we can show others that mindset, then, like, we can help restore order <laughs> to the world. Because especially in the times we're in now with COVID and just the – economic concerns that people have it's like if we can provide a sense of peace to people and say you don't have to worry i promise you things are gonna work out and if we can like confidently tell people that and give our testimonies Mm -hmm. and show it in action and like we can help bring a little more order to the world but if we're worrying and struggling and, and stressing too and trying to do this and that in order to protect ourselves then like we are not setting a good example. Mm, We're just doing what everybody else is doing. That's right. That's right. I think about what um, our pastor, Pastor Dominique Johnson preached about today. Um, At least the second part of the story where Peter and John, Peter and John, John had gone to that um, temple and um, healed that guy who was sitting there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the religious leaders had them arrested and were kind of talking about what to do with them. And then they went and told him, they brought him back in and told him, like, look, y'all don't don't preach about Jesus anymore. You know, and they were like, okay, like, okay, so you you telling us that, but like we thank you for what you said, but we we can't stop talking about what we know. We can't. Mm-hmm. We can't stop distributing this healing and all this kind of stuff. We can't. But the thing is, it's like, you know, just based on the way you read it, you don't imagine them shaking in their boots and being terrified they were like fully confident Mm -hmm. in christ or whatever it's like why do we don't have why are we going to listen to you it's like why it's like we 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 answer to a higher calling and so we're good Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we're good you you have to kill us in order to stop us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so thank you for telling us that but just just know that we're not listening to you we're Mm -hmm. just not and we're and we're totally cool with that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what kind of faith and confidence does that come from right right so i mean we we have access to that same faith and confidence as well if we really put our trust in the lord so we want to welcome you or ask you to join us in this faith journey. Like, let's really walk it out. And um, if you have enjoyed this episode and you got something from it, please share it with someone. Please share, y'all. Please share. Thanks. All right. Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 